Well, shit. What's up, Lopes? What's Matt going Lopes. On, man? It feels good, man. I'm uh this is we're just fresh off the plane, landing in Fort Lauderdale. Feels good to be home. It's been a minute? Yeah, it has been a minute. And I'm excited about this one too, man, because uh go I, back. Yeah, no, it's like it's cool because I've talked about on the I've talked about on the show from being back home and this is literally I haven't been home since like two thousand seventeen. <laughs> I came with my mom. Came down here and like a little bit. Yeah, it's years. been a little bit, man. Uh but tell me a little bit about where we are. Um, tell me a little bit about what's going on right now. So we're in uh, Pembroke Pines. We're at uh, the Grindhouse Baseball Facility. This is uh, where I work. I'm a hitting instructor here. So if you don't know where Pembroke Pines is, we're about 15 miles west of Fort Lauderdale, I guess. Yeah, about yeah, about 15, 20 minutes west and, of Fort Lauderdale. And what's the name of this place? Hitting Academy? The Grindhouse. 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 Okay. Grindhouse. Okay. And what? how long has this place been around for? So um, this facility here we actually just moved into four months ago the okay. grindhouse we were at a facility literally in the same um same complex right back here um okay. that one opened up probably going on four years now we, we've been in yeah yeah this will be probably in between three and four years the right. grindhouse has been a thing this facility has been has been around months, for yeah. okay cool yeah. Yeah, this is this is fun to me too, man. Because I, I I've never talked about this on the show, but I used to play baseball. We used to play baseball together, he did, man. He did. This we guy, we, we this went to high school baseball. together, man. He, he and, wasn't the worst baseball player on the hey, field. Hey, junior year, junior year, me and my boy Kyle. I'm not gonna put your last name out here, but you know we led the county in strikeouts junior year. But senior year we came back balling. Uh, so yeah, no, it's it's fun for me, man, to be back in one of these spaces because it takes me back to being in like middle probably before I even met you. I was like. Uh, when I first moved down here, I was in middle school and high school, or middle school mostly doing travel ball. Mm -hmm. And like travel ball, it consists of, I mean, we can't, we'll get a little bit more footage of like the place when we get out of here uh, to kind of give everybody a little better understanding about what's happening behind these walls. Yeah. But yeah, it takes me back to like, gives me memories, man. It makes me happy to be back in a space like this. I remember like coming here and this was like our days. You yeah. Know? Oh yeah. Yeah. This was, I mean, the all of it, dude, going to school, going to Deerfield having baseball practice. It was being, everything, man. Being with the baseball guys at lunch. Like, we had yeah. the, the wall, man. The baseball the wall. wall. dude. Damn. Those Shout the out the baseball. We had the baseball wall. We had the basketball wall. We had some other ones. Oh, man. Shout out that, man. Deerfield, the Deerfield days. But tell me, so for everybody watching, uh, like I said, we know each other from high school, but we kind of, all of us kind of went our separate ways. I went and played in Jersey for a little bit. Uh, you went to Delaware. Wilming Wilmington University in Delaware. Give me a little bit of rundown about So before uh, we actually get into Wilmington, I got a little story about right. about Jake at Felician and, yes, and, sir. and my Let's experience. So, <laughs> so this is, uh, I don't know if I've ever told you this either. So <clears throat> my senior year of high school, I'm I'm uncommitted at the time. I don't I don't really have any offers, which was you know your senior year. A lot of guys are um, trying to commit like junior year or summer going into senior year. Like you want the goal is to kind of know where you're going, you know, yeah. before you play that senior season because senior season it really in. starts like junior year kind of <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Like you really junior should be knowing like, about like stuff junior year is like kind of where you you and nowadays I mean kids are committing in eighth eighth ninth grade. It's crazy, but um, so my senior year I'm going into spring which is kind of late at this point. I'm, I think I'm a pretty damn good baseball player at this point, and I'm running out of time, right? This and is in high school. Yeah, this okay, is at Deerfield. This okay. is my senior year. Okay. So you're Jake's up my at- My freshman year yeah. of college. Jake's up at Felician, and Jake was my boy. You know, we had a, a real good friendship, real good relationship, and I didn't really have a lot of um, people I know that were in college baseball. I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't really have- You're probably one of the 
few guys, handful of guys who were out of school currently. And in the back of my mind, I kind of always thought that like, hey man, it's a it's a D2 school. They're a winning program. Like I, I think I could see myself going up there. Like Jake's up there. That's a, a Florida kid. I kind of wanted to get away too from um, South Florida, which is something that a lot of Florida kids don't want to do. But yeah. from the get-go, I kind of I wanted to get away. So I, I kind of wanted to go to Felician. I didn't, I didn't probably didn't vocalize it much, but I kind of thought I had a good chance. And just in terms of like the, the talent level I was at, I thought it was a very realistic um, place for me to be at. So <laughs> Alonzo, our coach that year, sets up um, a tryout. And <laughs> with Felician, they come down here. He sets a tryout for me and Hafer. Yep. <clears throat> Remember Hafer, our first base. Shout out Hafer. So out in North at Carolina. The, at the time, I didn't know this, but like they were real heavy on Hafer. And my my coach Alonzo was like, yeah, you know, Felician's coming down here. Like they 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 want to look at you. Like <laughs> I think you know they they might offer you if you do well. So I do this workout with them, <laughs> and I'm balling. Like I'm this is I probably when it was all said and done, I probably worked out for maybe seven eight schools. This was by far my best workout. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm crushing the ball. Like I feel great. Um, this is a school I, I think that I might want to go to. <laughs> um, lighten it up, right? Um, and Hafer, who was much bigger than me. Like this guy's twice my size, six four, big power bat. I'm hitting balls further than him that day. Like I was really having like that good of a day. And I come over to the side of the like um, I finish my round, and I'm expecting them to um, go watch me play defense now. And Alonzo's like um hey, they want you to go play third. And that, for you guys who don't know, I, I was a catcher. That, that wasn't my position at all. And I, I look at Alonzo, and I'm like, why, why would I go to third base? I'm a catcher. He's like, well, they already have catchers. Like, go to third. Yeah. And I, and to me, I'm like – I'm trying that, to think of who our catchers are. I'm, I don't remember. I'm, I'm like kind of like disrespected at the time. I'm like, I'm never going to play third base in college. Like, you're basically <clears throat> telling me then that there's no point in me doing this. So, whatever, I go to third – I play, I do terrible because I'm not a third baseman. And they're like, I come back over the sideline and um, the coach is like, hey, you know, you don't really look that good at third. You, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm not a third baseman. I'm a catcher. And they're like, yeah, you know, we're not really interested. So <clears throat> from that point on, I was like, I was like, fuck Felicia. You can <laughs> say, man, you can curse on yeah, it, bro. You yeah, can say so whatever. <laughs> I was like, I was like very, I was bitter. I was, you know, I was, I was pissed. You know, I, I thought that I did what I was supposed to do. So I end up going to the school, Wilmington University. They're in the same conference as Felician. So I now get to play against Felician for the rest of my college career uh, about four times a year, every single year. So Before you keep going, just talk in the mic a little bit for me. So um, so I, I go – anyways, I'll finish it up with this. So, like, every year I made it a point to shove it up Felician's ass. Yeah. And while he was uh, at Felician, I went and visited him one time, and that was my boy. While I was there, I, we went out to like a party or something. I Did we? Like, Did I yeah, take you to a party? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, screw all these guys. He's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I love Jake. Jake's my boy, but <laughs> screw Felician. Screw everybody here. I hated I that school, I don't man. like. I don't like any of the dudes on this team, even though they were probably cool guys, probably good guys. Yeah, there was a couple of cool I was guys like, on the team. I was like, screw Felician every year. So I didn't hit that many home runs in college. I had two against Felician. I had like a game winner against Felician. And every freaking year I balled out. I was like, I forever hated Felician after that workout. Yeah. And it's funny because like I have a relationship with their coach now, actually. And a couple of um, guys. What's that? Langan? Yeah, Langan. So um, it, it's water under the bridge now. You know, I'm, I'm an adult. You know, we're tight. Those, those days are long gone of, of me being mad about it. But uh, 
you know, I wanted to go there and I, I, I wanted to be teammates with Jake and every year, dude, every, we'd suit up against Felicia and I was like, time to shove it up their ass. <laughs> yeah, man, it was weird for me. I mean, I, when I went, I had unfortunate luck when I went to Felicia and I tore my labrum the week before I found out I was going, got there, didn't really play as much as I wanted to. And, you know, Felician was iffy, man. I, I didn't really like Felician. I was only there to play baseball. So when yeah, I had a chance yeah. to get out, I got out. Um, but talk to me a little bit about, before we get into like what you're doing now, uh, talk to me a little bit about like going to college in Delaware yeah, yeah. and what it was like playing. Tell like, tell people, because I mean, you I know about this as well. I mean, my first day when I landed in New Jersey, the next morning I had to be up at 4 a.m. for workouts. And it was like baseball in college is a job. It's, yeah, it's, it's, absolutely. it's really athlete student. And it's, yeah, yeah. it's very much athlete student as student athlete once you get to the college level. Uh, and it's super intense, man. So talk to me a little bit about uh, like the process yeah, of going so, through that. Um, and so first off, like, I'm, I'm a Florida kid. I'm, you know, I grew up in South Florida. In Delaware, for anyone who's ever been there, is a very small state. It's like one of the smallest states on the map. Just to put it in perspective, <clears throat> I think there's 1.8 million people in Broward County. That's where we live here in South Florida. There's 900,000 in the entire state of Delaware. So I just went from, you know, living by the beach, like South Florida, all the, all, all, all the memes are true. We're all crazy as shit down here. You know, I, I went to a high school where all, all my boys are crazy and, and I go up to Delaware and it is different to say the least. Super and, docile. Yeah. And my first year was tough dude like you said um it's a full-time job i i was i got away with never going to class at deerfield i didn't i didn't have to really do my work it, as an athlete at deerfield uh you know um we yeah. didn't we didn't have to do a whole lot to to pass and to be successful and it's unfortunate because it didn't it didn't set me up for success i went to delaware i went to wilmington I failed my freshman year. It was it was not a um it was not you a, failed your freshman year. Yeah, I failed, dude. Shit, I was, man. So it was embarrassing. Honestly. What's up? You, you can say what's up. What's up? <laughs> I failed too, bro. Yeah, it, 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 dude. I was not. I was not yeah. prepared. See, I was the opposite, man. I was always very good about going. I always went to class. Hey, we lived with you. Oh, you lived with me. Well, I used to live. His mom with worked at the school. That's why you. No, 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 no. You no. had to go. But what happened? Okay, wait, 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 wait. What happened when we lived together in Santa Fe? When I was going to class every. <coughs> these guys came and lived with me up in Santa Fe College. I swear to God, I would go to class every day. I would be gone from seven a.m. till two p.m. All, right, all classes man. all day. Hey man, I graduated I'm college with three point four GPA. Yeah. These I boys were all was, sleeping. I bro. wish that's what I was doing. So I go up there freshman year. I feel like an outsider. Like I'm not. I'm just out of my comfort zone. It's yeah. it's freaking cold. You know, it's, it's not way different. <laughs> the weather, yep. yeah, the weather's not the same. Um, it, it was a it was a, a rude awakening. It was not. You you think of college sports as being this like glamorous like amazing thing dude i'm gonna go there i'm gonna be the man i'm, I'm gonna get girls i'm gonna hit home runs yeah. class is gonna be a breeze it was at deerfield like school's not <laughs> school's not gonna yeah. get any harder so i go up there and i don't do good with my grades so and and shout out to my you know my coach brian august for this i i have the best relationship with my head coach at wilmington so i fail my freshman year he calls me up while i'm on winter break and he chews me out he's like he's like killing me he's like you you know you messed up like i don't we don't play with with grades like if you can't get your shit together like you're gonna be gone and you're for years you know you all you do is think about college baseball like that was the goal play college baseball play college baseball and i finally get there and i'm like about to fail out of college and like <laughs> my my parents are like i love my parents they're so 
I mean, like, hot, my dad's a blue-collar guy. My mom's so smart. Shout out Mr. Loafs <laughs> and Miss Loafs. Yeah, Both man. No, I got, I, I got the best parents. I, I really do. And it was embarrassing. Like, I, I go there, and, and I'm about to, like, you know, screw it all up. So I, I had to take, like, six classes, second semester. My coach made me. He was like, you, you either get straight A's pretty much across the board or you're out of here. So I get my shit together, and honestly, like, Wilmington from that point on after that first year I I ended up being a three-year starter I had um a great college baseball career I have the best relationship with all my teammates my coaches like it was the hands down the greatest experience of my life I can't say enough good things and you know I'm in a um an industry now where I get to now you know be around baseball again and I get to um get payback, you know, all the lessons I learned, everything, the experience, my love for the game. And it, it's so much of what I do now and, yeah. and how I get to influence young people and how I get to just educate kids on, on baseball, on life, on the experience, the, the recruiting process, why you got to work hard, why it's important that you go to class, <clears throat> why it's important that you manage your time and you make good decisions. You know, I, I've been on both sides, dude. I, I was the screw up. I was the guy that couldn't get his shit together and I almost had the, the the thing that I love taken away from me and fortunately enough I you know I got it together and I had a great great experience at Wilmington um you know I I, I go up there every like three months for a wedding I go up there for our alumni game <clears throat> um it, it it's awesome like yeah. I I can't say enough good things about um the people there that so genuine too like this is something I think um people in South Florida like don't really I think it's it's just different down here. I don't think um, there's a lot of like like family oriented people in South Florida. I don't think uh, a lot of your a lot of my friends, a lot of people we grow up with, you know, this is the the melting pot for people all over the country, and you don't have people that celebrate holidays down here and celebrate family and and get-togethers and and it's just different. So when I went up there. My parents are back home in, in South Florida. They they came up when they could. You know, I, I yeah. appreciated them coming up. But on holidays, I'm going to my teammates' house. Um, when we had, like, weekend games, we had this, like, pavilion behind the outfield. And this was, like, the coolest thing in the world. We would have weekend doubleheaders. So we, we got two games, two nine-inning games. We're playing for eight hours straight. You know, you're exhausted after the game. And then up on this, we had this giant pavilion behind the outfield we literally have like a feast with like all the parents, like every yeah. parent brought like a whole, you know, their whole meal. They pre did all this like meal prep. And then like, it's just like a celebration and like a giant party after like every single weekend game that we have, like these parents and these like, like I literally felt like I was a part of so many families. Yeah. Up there. That's what I miss about it too, man. I mean, I, I miss us playing summer ball. And traveling and going to all these tournaments, man, and just spending hotel weekends in hotels. Yeah, Your parents are are driving you and shit. It's yeah. just, you know, man, it's so it takes me back. Uh, but I mean, you talk about you talk about all these all these things that you've done, you know, when you when you finished uh, your time at Wilmington, and, and that's cool. But I I, I want to touch I want to get a touch on one thing because I know I went through it personally. I think I went through it a little bit earlier than you because, like you said, you had a good four years. I kind of left Felician after the second year and went to Brooklyn College and kind of started doing this type of stuff. Um, but I remember, man, I remember being in college and, like, I mean, even in high school, you, you, you think that way too, but, like, 
you have this state of mind that this is going to be what you're doing for the rest of your life. Absolutely. And then when you got to when what happened? How what what was that feeling like when you got to the four years when you finished your four year term? Like you you've been playing for four years and you're like, okay, well, what's next? I didn't. I'm not necessarily getting the calls that I thought I was going to get. Or you know, how do you deal with how do you deal with that? Like the um. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's, that's a good question. And it's a rough time. I know it. I know it is because it's like you spend so much time and energy and your whole life doing this thing and this is what you think you're going to do. So when and I went then, into school, you, you could not tell me that I wasn't going to play pro baseball. Like that was yeah. not – that just wasn't uh, like uh, I was blind to it. And, and honestly in a good way. Like I had that much, much confidence in my ability. That's how much I love baseball and, you know, that's how important it was to me. So I go up there and – I have like three pretty significant injuries while I'm there and it was never enough to like keep me off the field. I, I still was a, a full-time starter, a three-year starter. So I had all the success, but like I had knee surgery, I had shoulder surgery. Um, I ended up getting like a paralyzed diaphragm and had a lung problem while I was there, like a freak accident. Are you still only on one lung? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, still on, so if you guys hear me coughing right now, um, just uh, like, don't get worried. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't have the vid, <laughs> but but yeah, no, I, I still have it. And honestly, um, it's 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 not a, a life threatening thing, you know. I it while I was there at school, though, you know, I wasn't able to train the way I wanted to. I I felt I felt restricted at times, and it was unfortunate because I thought I thought I was good enough. I thought um I looked at guys who were getting drafted who were going up to the next level, and you know I thought I was at that level. I thought I was just as good. But I, I get done, right? And this, this is funny about it all, though, too. So my, like, sophomore, junior year, I basically come to the conclusion that I'm probably not going to be healthy enough. I'm probably not going to get to, like, the physical, just, like, so <laughs> size, health, in the weight, like, the weight room stuff. Like, the talent, the numbers, like, that was there. Like, I performed. But to get drafted, it goes much more than that. Like, you got to be in great shape. You got to look like you, a team wants to invest in you. You got to look like you take great care of your body. You, you got to look like, you know, you're in the weight room and you're dieting and you're recovering and you got to check off all the boxes. And, and I just wasn't doing that. You know, I was recovering from injuries. So I kind of came to this conclusion that I'm probably not going to play pro baseball. So what happened at that point was I no longer played for myself. Like, my whole life up until that point – it was always about me getting a scholarship and me playing pro baseball. Now I'm at a point where I don't, I don't have a uh, foreseeable future in this sport. Like I know that there's gonna a day that is gonna come where baseball is done you for me make a decision, sooner, yeah. sooner than later, right? I, I from that point on, like the last two years, year and a half, it was only the only reason I I did the running, the only reason I grinded out class and I did all the stuff that comes with being a, a student athlete was because I wanted to be a great teammate and I wanted to win. Like I yeah. wanted to go to a college world series. I wanted to, to be a contributor and play for, you know, the guys who I loved. I wanted to play for the coaches that I loved. And my senior year, we, we go to a world series. Like my senior year was like the most amazing experience ever. Like we, we beat the number one team in the nation. We Franklin Pierce. Franklin Pierce. I remember Franklin Pierce. I, I, we faced Frank uh, before it started to interrupt. But we, we faced, I remember we faced Franklin Pierce uh, in, I want to say it was in like Jupiter or something when we came down for Felician. And uh, I remember every inning, I remember they had such a deep pitching roster. Every inning they switched pitchers on us. And they probably all shoved. And they all threw yeah, fucking yeah. 90 plus, bro. It was just <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So ju just to put in perspective how good this team was, they were 46 and two. 
my senior year. They're yeah. the no, number one team in the whole nation. We go up to our regional playoff. Um, we we lose a game early. It was two game elimination. So we in the semis we play Franklin Pierce and little little side story. But um, I have a bad game um that night. It was to put us in the losers bracket. So if we lose the next game, my my season's over. My career's over. Right. Yeah. And we're that night. I know that we got Franklin Pierce in the morning. I know that they're now forty six and three. They actually had a loss as well in that tournament. So it's winner winner or go home the next morning. And then I'm like, I had a bad game. I'm kind of in tears in the back of the bus. Like I'm freaking losing it. And I'm like, you know, with that <laughs> at the end of the day, I was very confident in our team and, and my ability, but like they're forty six and three. We're probably not gonna beat them tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> next day we I show up, I hit the reset, right? And and we we play this amazing game and we beat them and we go into the regional championship game. So my whole goal, my whole career, right, whole career of college baseball is to get to the World Series. My sophomore year, we lose one. We lose in the re, in the regional championship yep. to Franklin Pierce. They go to the World Series. I'm a senior now. We just beat Franklin Pierce. We're in that championship game again now. We're one game away from the World Series. We get punched in the face in the first inning. We give up like six runs in the first. Yeah. And I'm like, this is a nightmare. We just beat the number one team in the nation, and we're about to fucking lose to St. Thomas, who's a, a really good team. But, like, we – it was it was literally like a nightmare unfolding. And we literally had – we had like 15 seniors on this team, and we just pulled it together, and we won in a shootout, and – we got to go to the World Series. I got a a, a ring for going. Like we got That's to go sick. to Cary, North Carolina. It was like we were celebrities. We played in the um, USA Baseball Complex. We got to um, uh, have like the night game. There was fireworks. We played in front of like three thousand people. We had a, a bat boy. Like it couldn't have. So back to your original question of like, you know, when you when it all ended, what was that like? If it didn't end the way it did. It probably would have had like a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah. But it literally like everything I wanted to happen happened, and I did it with the people that I loved, and it you know it 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 was like a, a storybook ending to it all. So you know I I didn't get the chance to play pro baseball, but I I, I got my ring. I got to go to a World Series. We did all these amazing things, and like we when I go up to those weddings and I see my boys, you know it we we reminisce and it's. It's like it was yesterday. Yeah. We, we can't. It was so amazing. It was just the coolest experience. So when, when it was all said and done, like, I was able to hang up my cleats and say, you know what, like, I did what I wanted to do. I achieved a lot. And, you know, I'm, I'm ready for this next chapter in my life. Yeah. And it, it did you ever go, I mean, I, you know, I left, I went away as soon as I graduated and I really never came back. You know what I mean? How was it when you when you uh, when you did finish and you came back to Deerfield? What was like? What was the trend? I because I know I know you probably went through like what shit. What am I oh, gonna limbo. do now? You know, like limbo. what's the t walk me through a little bit of the limbo and then we'll get into like what you're doing now. Yeah, so um, um, it was like two and a half years of just like not knowing, like not really no direction, like not really a a path. I didn't. I I tried doing um graphic design i did like the t-shirt yep, thing i remember that yeah. and and i actually was i invested in it and i i i thought i gave like a good I, a good effort i had a good business plan a good structure i was basically doing like graphic design and then like custom screen printing i had um a close friend who was very successful who was teaching me how to um screen print and and t actually it, it wasn't it wasn't no it was um jesse coven 
Shout out Jesse Coleman. But Ronnie's my boy too. Ronnie, Ronnie, I I'm cool with now and I have a great relationship with now. But Jesse I grew up with and and Jesse wasn't um or Jesse I hadn't really known Ronnie yet. I I I ended up like I did stuff with Ronnie like after the fact, but Jesse was the one who was teaching me and and it was going well. And um I just you know it's funny, man, like I was good at it and I would I would do these graphic designs and I was like I was trying to design to like um like kind of like retro like sports logos and mm. and it was cool man like I was like making hats and t-shirts and and I was getting like real good feedback Wasn't it, what, 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 what was the name what was crooked it? culture yes okay I remember yeah I remember <laughs> so I you know I had you know I I put you know I I went all in kind of on it I mean and bro I be, to start again it's already cut you off but you should part of the reason why I started this podcast and and talking talking to you now is the fact that you did something you know what i mean like yeah you, yeah you, you you finally got i took up a and risk you, took you know a risk. i tried i tried and that's why i appreciate it man so it's like that's another reason why i got you on the show uh because i just for me it's important for me to, to see people because i'm like very lazy you know like i get them i get i get, I get <laughs> you on, think I, you're lazy i think so man <laughs> i think i am i mean but like i'm lazy but it's it's constantly a, a kick in the ass to see people like you and see other people that I know in New York and people that are just constantly doing their own thing. So it's cool to see that you, you know, you went through that limbo phase. Cause I know I definitely went through that for yeah, yeah. shit more than two years, man. Like shit, I'm almost 30, you know? And I, and I still feel like I'm still, still trying to figure this shit out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, it, it's funny because like even after I did that for like two, three years and then I got into baseball and, it you know we'll talk about that but i i can relate like i have my days where it, i want to like smack myself in the face because i'm seeing everything that i'm doing and i'm i think i'm doing pretty damn good but even now i have the path like i know what i want to do and we still feel like that like it it, it makes no sense like yeah yeah <laughs> it's it, life yeah, man it's exactly life. it's just nev nothing's <laughs> well that's and that's a that's a good sign that it's a good sign that nothing is really good enough for you because it, it just means that you're constantly trying yeah, to progress yeah. you know what i mean yeah, you're, not, you're not necessarily looking to stay in the same position and like i said I, I i find that super important and that's why i highlight people like you for this show um because it's just inspiring to me man it keeps me on my toes you know mm -hmm. And, uh, but so you go through the, you go through the limbo phase, uh, yeah, <laughs> were you, were you, you're hitting instructor, but were you working with, did you start working with clients just like off and on or were so, you working with local so, kids that, so I know no, your, your dad no, used to hook me up. Your dad used to give me batting lessons, man. So I know, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? He used to oh hook man, me up. those were probably brutal. <laughs> <laughs> um, so no, so I, I was doing the t-shirt thing and I was like, dude, like just doing anything to make a buck for like two, three years, like <laughs> living at home, not really having an income, like doing freaking you name like any job that came my way like you know the grind man yeah. like you know the hustle like just <laughs> trying to stay afloat trying to figure it all out and i take this job at deerfield thinking like i'm gonna it's my high school it's my alma mater like <laughs> this will be cool like this will be something like i do on the side for fun and it's funny because it was such a terrible experience and was so <laughs> It was Too so close to home. It was so hard, but somehow I can't, I couldn't, I mean, divine intervention. I realized through the midst of it all that this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Like, yeah. this is what I'm passionate about. Like, literally, I think a month into me being a baseball coach, I was like, like, I'm done with, I'm done with the t-shirt thing. I'm done with, I'm done with everything else. I'm going to do baseball. I'm going to be this. And I, and 
I didn't know what if I wanted to be like an instructor. I didn't know if I wanted to coach college, high school. Like I had no clue. I just knew that you know, like it's it's funny, but like the minute I got onto a baseball field, I was like, this is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. And I had people, you know, my mom, my my friends, like, oh, well, you know, what's the plan? And I had none. Like yeah. I had no plan. I I um I spent two years at Deerfield. Run. I was a head coach at Deerfield, and you were the it, head coach there. Yeah, I know you was coaching there. I didn't know you were the head coach. Yeah. Well, you want to know I was the head coach because nobody wants that job. <laughs> so I got the job that nobody wanted. So they were like, "Wait, you're down to do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're the guy. Like, you get to make all the decisions. Like, like you, you can be the guy. Yeah, well, this will be great. You're gonna love it. Yeah, you're the man. You get to make all the decisions. <laughs> and it was, and I'll, and I'll fill you in a little bit on why it was such a tough job because. Deerfield's not known for their baseball program. It's a football school. Yep. Um, basketball's been real good as of late. <laughs> but the last time that we had a winning record was your junior year. Yeah, uh, and I'm 100% positive on this. <laughs> yeah, well, in my senior year, we were you, over you 500, right? No, you weren't. No, you weren't. No? You were, you were like... Probably like nine and eleven, or like like Shit. maybe maybe ten and ten or something like that. But yeah. I, I I'm a I'm hundred percent positive on this. The last time that we had a winning record at Deerfield was it was my sophomore year. So my when I was in middle school, I was at Highlands and Deerfield was like really good yeah. at the time and. I came over in my freshman That's year. That's when they had like Hafer's brother and yeah, shit, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nicky Story, yep. Mike Fires. Yeah, I mean, pro. Those are MLB. Those are professional yeah. They went to the players. league. Yeah. So when I get there at Deerfield as a player, um, we were good my first two years, and then it just started going downhill. And like honestly, like the pro, the the field, the maintenance, it it hasn't. I mean, no one's taking care of that field in a decade now. And I go there and I invest, dude. Every check, every dollar I got from my check went back into get ubering kids to the field buying bad yeah. clothes for ubering kids. kids damn dude i i was yeah, paying for no I, coach, I, yeah. I when i say i went all in and like i look back and i i dude i had a fallen out with you know certain people there and it didn't end smoothly at all it didn't end well but i know that in the back of my mind like i gave everything i had i want i wanted to make it work that was like my i, I had so much pride in deerfield that was my alma mater I wanted it to bring this program up and I wanted it to be amazing. And it just, it was such a hard job and it, you know, it didn't work, but it, everything after that, you know, I, I went on, I coached like some travel teams. I went to another high school for a year and then I found this job probably like my third to in between like third and fourth year as a coach, I started working here and everything after Deerfield, a million times easier. Yeah, I mean, like it, was, never, it was Deerfield was literally the stepping stone just to to get you out and to do it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And that's like, an, and that's another thing that I think people also need to realize. And freaking, it goes back to me saying I'm lazy. It's just like a lot of times I let my overthinking do all the action. Yeah, and there's no action. You know? What yeah, I mean? like yeah. My overthinking. No, is you the get action. overwhelmed, man. And like, you just overwhelm yourself. And it's just <clears throat> better to just do it and see what comes with it and handle it there than sit back and anticipate all the things that are gonna that you think are gonna happen or things that it may how they may pan out how they may not pan out uh so i think it's just important that you that people hear that you know that you have you have to do something in order to see what's right or what's wrong so i would you know? say this too and amidst all the job changes i mean I had a lot of like baseball gigs that that didn't work out <laughs> i don't know if you remember this or even know that you probably do know but i went to china 
Yeah, so, I remember. Yeah, I remember that. I went to I went to China to coach. Didn't work out. I coached three or four travel teams. None of them lasted for more than a couple months. Um, I went to two high schools. I did a ton of lessons, and during the whole thing, right, like the first three to four years, or even even when I took the job here initially, like I wasn't very good at what I did, and I I didn't retain clients. Like nothing, you know, nothing was sticking, and the whole time all I'm, this I, shit to make you question <laughs> here what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like. You know, I got bills I got to pay. I got a parent that wants me to get the heck out of the house. And yeah. I started dating my girlfriend and she's like, you got to make money. And like, what? it was just super inconsistent. And I had all these jobs. And like the whole time I, I knew two things to be like certain. Like I knew I, these were concrete things that I knew were a hundred percent. Right. One, I got to get better at what I do. Like I, I, I'm not probably very good now. The more you do something, like think about it, like common sense, like the more you do something, if you are engaged, if you're focused, if you want to learn, the more you do something, you're going to get better. Yeah. So even though I'm not that good now, it's going to, I'm going to get better. I'm going to be good at this because I love to do it. I'm smart and I care. I'm engaged in what I do. And I just genuinely care about getting guys better and like competitively, like, I was a great baseball player. I'm going to be a great coach. Like I told myself like early on, I wanted, you know, I would, I would have arguments with kids and I couldn't get kids to play better and all this bad stuff. But like, I'm going to figure this out. Like I just got to get better. I got to get better. And then the other thing was like, I I didn't have jobs that stuck. (laughs) I didn't know, like, I didn't know if I wanted to be an instructor. I didn't know if I wanted to be a coach. I didn't know if I wanted to go to college, this, that. And you know, I, I love no, co- no coaches ever start off as coaches, right? What do you mean? Like nobody jumps into the head coach position. They always start no, off as well. I well, well yeah. I, 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 I guess shout they out, do. Shout out Deerfield. I was, I was the only one. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like yeah, you had no. to build your way up. Like you, you, you know, you Just were like anything else. Yeah, you know, you were the offensive coordinator for this team, and now all of a sudden you're the head coach because you've been offensive coordinator for so long that you know now. Like, so you know, yeah, whatever. no, you're 100 percent right. So, but this was the other thing. It was, and I. I had this teammate. I'll never forget this. I I was on um, I went up north and I was doing like a get together with um, my teammates, and one of my teammates. I love him to death. He didn't mean anything bad by it. He he was like, you know, I'm I'm worried about you. Like, how are you gonna monetize this? Like, how are you gonna make money? Like, you're making like I was telling him like I'm doing free lessons. I'm, I have this Instagram page. I'm trying to build. Like, I'm just trying to learn right now. And he's like, yeah, but you gotta make money. And like. Dude, my dad, I love my dad to death, but like he's like, you gotta charge more. You gotta get you gotta get yeah. people to parents, you gotta parents get, shit. you gotta get people to pay you. And yeah. like I just kept doing free stuff. Like if a kid was really good, I was gonna work with him for free so I could learn from him. And I just I could market him. Like he's a good baseball player. If I'm the guy that works with him, other good baseball players are gonna wanna work with me. Yeah. And during all this, I'm gonna get better, right? The long game. But I I knew this to be true. This is that second thing, like someone at some point is going to pay me my value. Like if I get good enough and I have value and I'm helping guys get better, like someone's going to recognize that because I, I did my research. Like I knew, I knew that there were baseball guys that, that made six figures. Like I'd be lying if I said like, I'm in it for the passion of the game. Like I, I could be good making 20 grand a year. Like hell no. Like I want to be successful. I want to make money. And I saw people that, had a blueprint that were making 
six figures that were making like i would hear stories of like this hitting guy like he got this kid drafted the kid signed for a million dollars and gave him 20 grand and i was like i would love to someone hand me twenty thousand dollars in a day like yeah i would see like camps being run and people making like two thousand dollars in a day from a camp and like I'm like in the back of my mind, I'm like, I can do this. I can, I can make money. Like I don't need to now. I just got to get better and someone's going to recognize it and someone's going to pay me. And I'm, you know, I don't know when I don't, I don't need to know the blueprint. And I kept, I would tell everyone that like, I don't need to know. And I, and I believed it wholeheartedly. Like my dad's a super positive person and he's, he, he gave instilled like confidence in me at a young age. And like, he's always he, with my baseball career, with everything. Like my parents always said, like, it's going to be all right. Like you'll figure it out. And like, he, even when I was in limbo, like God bless my mom. Like I probably would have kicked me out of the house, but, <laughs> but she, she let me, you know, she let me ride it out. And, and I, I didn't have, like, I would get excited about these jobs and I would come home and I'd be like, yeah, this is the one. Like, this is going to turn into something. I'm, you know, this is going to be the one that changes it all for me. And it, it just wouldn't work out. And then eventually, you know, I, two years I've been here now and it, it changed, you know, yeah. I, I've had a great year. Like I've, I've have a, a reputation now. I have done enough to help kids get better that I have I got a ton of hitters now. And, you know, yeah, well, it's okay. So let's, Talk to me about this. Talk to me about what you're doing. Cause you're you're a hitting instructor, and you're here at Grindhouse. So uh, so tell me tell me how it how it came about meeting. What was the gentleman's name you told me? The so guy R calls you an influencer. Richie, hey, Richie Palmer is uh, the owner of the facility. He he's my boss. So um, R Richie runs Elite Squad, which is a travel ball organization, and they're they're big. It's one of the biggest travel ball organizations in the country. They've been going on for probably about 12 years now. And that's where, um, <clears throat> that's where he built his brand. He built, um, so this is a, a grindhouse facility, but elite squad is the name of his travel organization. So like I'll, I'll, we have a, we have a high school baseball team here, a homeschool Academy called elite squad Academy. That's, yeah, I see <laughs> so Richie, I mean, he's dude, he's the, he's the OG in South Florida. Like he's the man. He, um, he has the grindhouse facility. He has his elite squad travel teams. He has his, we have our high school Academy that's run out of here. Um, he does a lot, dude. He's got a lot going on. He's, he's had a lot of success in, um, South Florida, you know, in the, in the industry. So his brother actually, had my job that I have now. He was the the lead hitting instructor here, and he found me on Instagram. And our pitching guy Sean Farrell uh, was working here and knew who I was. And Tyler and, and him had a conversation, and you know they they brought me in. And looking back, they probably shouldn't have hired me because I probably wasn't very good at what I did at the time. But yeah. um, they hired me, and it's been two years now. Been here two years. Um, I came in as a part time hitting instructor. Tyler was like the lead guy and uh, he, I was only working like two days a week. So basically um, I'm a hitting instructor. Keep going. Like Keep going. <laughs> private training. Um, it's not, it's not um, like a team environment. It's, it, this is like individualized um, private, like skill acquisition, like skill training. So he, um, so when I got the job here, Tyler hired me as like the assistant um, hitting guy and we um we do uh, programs here at night. Like people can come in here and they um they pay for a, a monthly membership. And, yeah. And basically they they uh, train with me. We have hour hitting sessions. That can't be the battery. There's no way. As soon as you walked out, that shit stopped recording. I was like, fuck. 
Cool. Technical difficulties. Yeah, technical difficulties. Uh, so yeah, talk talk to me uh, about your like day to day. What's the day to day like as a hitting instructor here at? Uh, okay, so <clears throat> right now we got a lot going on, and it's all you know, it's all exciting stuff. So we have um, a high school academy that goes on in the morning here. So my day starts at 10 a.m. I come in here. We have about 50, 45 guys on our academy baseball team, and these are kids that. Um, left their high schools. They do online schooling through the state and they come in here and they train Monday through Thursday. We, it's a full team. We have probably like a 50 game, 40 game schedule, which is like twice as many as your typical high school. So the reason we're a thing is because two things <clears throat> we can provide from like the developmental side. We, we do lifting every day. We have a field, we have access to a field nearby where you do like defense individualized and team stuff we do like speed training we do arm care we strengthen their arms and then we hit every single day so these yeah and what are, what are the, like what's the, what's what's like the age group that you're working with on a day-to-day um, -day basis so with our academy team it's mainly high school but we have a couple like seventh eighth graders um up to seniors and then we have like a couple pro scratch so the academy team is pretty much a high school baseball team okay and then come afternoon time is my program so we have a youth program and a high school like slash college program so my youth kids are anywhere from like 9 10 to 13 14 and then high school college yeah. pro I mean, what's we it, do it I, what's it like when you get that kid in the cage that you you know is like gonna be your gonna be your guy gonna be your project when you get that guy that just like swings the swings the bat and you're like okay like this oh is so not so a project is is the opposite a project well a project you gotta work on you <laughs> yeah, know what I'm saying? you're saying like a dude like uh, the, the dude yeah the dude your guy uh, you know? so you know it's funny um I for a while I didn't really have many of those I didn't really have <laughs> for a while they were not very good um but I've been fortunate enough the past like six months to a year um i have some i have some really good baseball players i have um i have three be three of the best hitters in the state of florida for the 2021 class give so, them a shout out man. alex uloa renee lasteris and gavin conicello all right you heard They're, it first here hey you watch the draft watch the mlb draft all 2021 right. they'll be there all 15 hours of it this thing's probably yeah, so yeah. long no they are, they are. <laughs> but yeah i got i got three high school kids that'll probably get track get their names called this upcoming draft um i got some college guys i mean i i got um guys at big time d1 schools you know yeah, i was power. about to say what are some of the schools that you you kind of would have building relationships with you um know? in terms of the coaches not not really a lot i do i have some um i got relationships with 10 maybe five to ten colleges like a per, on a personal level but in terms of like kids that are at schools i mean I've worked with hitters at every big D1 school in Florida and, yeah. and other ones throughout the country. Um, my boss has – my boss is kind of the guy, the, the dude that uh, has all the hookups. So, like, if I'm working with a guy, <clears throat> he'll be either on our summer teams or, um, you know, in the cage with me. And, like, if he's good enough – with social media, honestly, like, I probably have – a ton of D1 coaches that know who I am because they've seen they've been drawn to my page and yeah. they like they've seen hitters there but we just don't have that that you know personal relationship but with social media man <clears throat> if you're good if you're like there's no there's no hidden talent anymore like yeah it's it's yeah yeah <laughs> these it's, kids get found and you and that's crazy that you were talking to me about kids are like committing at, in eighth and ninth grade now that's insane <laughs> yeah oh yeah no that's I have insane. Um, <laughs> I mean, so yeah, like how does that how does that how does that commitment work for an eighth grader? I mean, it's it's verbal. It's, it's just a, yeah, it's just a he, he, acknowledging. He can he can 
he can literally go to another school at any time. Like, or like he can, you know, cut ties with that school and, and um, commit somewhere else. And the school can too. And honestly, it's, it's, it's a messed up business. Like I have, I had a senior this last year who was told he was committed to a D1 school for like three years. And he was told like a month before he was supposed to report or like two months before that like, Hey, we're not going to um, give you a, like we're cutting your scholarship. Like he was coming off an injury and it's a business. Like I get it. Is, it. And it's so that's okay. Keep going. Keep going. I, but yeah, I, I no, hey, you know, it's, it's lousy, but like it, it's cutthroat at the end of the day, I'll, I'll say this for like any high school kid who's going through the recruitment process. Like you got to do what's best for you. Cause those kids, those schools will get you like a dollar sign. And the minute you show anything, whether it's grades or bad character or an injury like they're they're not going to hold their end up like of the yeah. bargain at all now as a as a coach <laughs> i, I want to ask you have you run into this lately like i i talk to i i, I sometimes like for my nephew for future for my nephew i kind of like get on my sister not my sister but my mom about how because it was i only grew up with my mom i didn't have a dad around to like bring me around to like to do all the sports stuff so it was yeah my mom was trying to learn how to do all that <laughs> stuff and a lot of times like Tell me about like the parent, the parent issue. You know how like parents like play their kids against their coach. Like, oh, they only want to play favorites. You, you're, you're not. Oh, it, yeah. Talk to me about that. Talk to me about that and the the importance of like the parent uh, really relaying to their kid that is really dependent on them. You got to put in the work. Like, okay. Oh, so talk that, to me about a, like the the annoying a, parents. A, no, that yeah. Too. Oh yeah. <laughs> there, there's a whole group of them. There is. Yeah. No, we. It's a thing, man. Like. There's a, there's a lot of parents, I'd say one, there's a lot of parents who want it more than their kid. Yep. And, and it's unfortunate because they, you know, they force them to train. They force them to do, play on this team. And, and for, like, I have parents that run Twitter accounts that are like, like literally run their work. Um, they're recruiting for their kid. Yeah. And like a kid will get done with a game and the parent will go on Twitter and be like, yeah, uh, you went for, I want you to type out, you went four for four and put, oh, and the, the, the team gave a great effort, like tough loss. We'll be back tomorrow. And it's like a script, like literally it's, yeah. it's scripted. And it's, I mean, first off, college coaches aren't dumb. <laughs> they know that if a parent is, you know, too involved, like it's a thing that um, like if a, a kid gets red, can get red flagged by having a bad parent. Like if you're a parent and you're going through the recruit, the um, recruiting process with your kid, you for one, he has to want it more than you. He, he this is he, it, college baseball is so hard that if he's not dedicated, if he doesn't love it, it's not going to work. Even if he's talented, like yeah. I have kids that go to D one schools and they're great baseball players, and they get there, and the minute they face a little adversity, you can tell that they didn't really want it. Like they they quit or they they're just not into it. And you know it, it it's it. First of all, you're not helping your kid by doing everything for him. <laughs> your kid's not accountable. He he's not creating a, a work ethic. Like our my boss runs these travel teams. Like he'll put out. We, we'll have like our top team for every age group. We'll have our top team, yeah. and then we got like our B squad and C squad. We'll have a kid that gets put on like the B squad, and you know he mom and dad wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> mom and dad wanted him to little be Jimmy, little Jimmy to be on the top team, and. They they may will make accusations like oh is it is it money did other parents pay more <laughs> um did something happen did like the kids show up later like why didn't he get put on the top team it's just not because the, he's, he's not, not the good enough yeah, yeah like and instead of teaching your kid a lesson and saying hey 
Yeah, you didn't make the top team, but guess what? You're you're 15 or 16 years old. Go work hard and yeah. earn it and make it next See, year. That, and that's why I brought it up because, like I said, I grew up with my mom, and she didn't necessarily know how to kind of instill that in me. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it was a lot of times me fighting her, like, no, like, I'm just not working hard enough. Or, like, you know, because I remember, like, when I went from junior year, like, how we were joking about before about leading county in strikeouts, like, <laughs> I went super hard that summer and super hard in that fall. Like I ran across, I did so much training. Yeah, you know I remember. I mean? And, you had and a good like, and I had year, a great man. senior year. And it was just like, I think back to that all the time. It was just like, it really, I wish I would have kicked myself in the ass a little bit earlier to yeah. realize that. Yeah, so, I saw the writing on the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's important that we get that out. Like that, you know, parents do can play a major role in not getting your child, not getting selected. Yeah, I mean, on, on the, just like, being too involved and trying to do too much and, and, and just kind of being like over the top, but yeah. then also too like on the parenting side, like not teaching your kid like life lessons, like you're going to face adversity. If you're good at anything in, in life, it's hard. Things are hard. Like the minute you don't make the starting lineup, the minute you get cut from a travel team or the minute, yeah. you know, the scholarship offers don't come, don't go right to, Oh, it's not your fault at first. No, yeah. like, Maybe it is your fault. <laughs> maybe you, yeah, maybe you worked hard or maybe, you, you know, you, you're doing enough. things well, but like you, we got to take it up a notch. Like you got to work harder. Like my dad and, you know, you know, my dad, like my dad is brutally honest. He's very positive person and he's very, you know, motivational and he's a great guy and a fun guy to be around. I love him death, but like he didn't like sugarcoat shit with me like yeah. if i when i was up at college yeah i wish i had that I see, <laughs> yeah like he when i was up at that. school like you know I, I thought i was doing a lot in terms of like the weight room and stretching and he would get on me and be like dude you're not doing enough to play pro baseball like yeah you're gonna be a good college baseball player but you're not gonna play pro baseball unless you change your ways and i got injured you know, why because i didn't stretch why because i didn't diet and yeah. i didn't hydrate well and i didn't take care of my body and then why did i not play pro baseball well because i wasn't i was always recovering and i wasn't healthy and like every you know everything he said was was straight was straightforward and like he you know always told it to me straight up this is how it is and that's why i think um you know now that i'm a coach and like there's a lot of uh, a lot of people in this industry coaches parents that love storytelling they love it's a hype you know they yeah. love they hype up their kid my yeah. kid's the greatest this and that you know my boss i i love when we're talking about a kid and he just gives you the most like honest real answer like to whether he's talking to a parent whether he's talking to us whether he's talking to the kid like yeah this is why you're not getting a scholarship you you're five foot nine or five foot eight and colleges don't like that and like yeah that sucks to hear that like that's out of your control because you're too short and you're not projectable, but he's going to say, Hey, well, you know, you can still do it. You got to get faster though. Like you're just as good as the kid who's six foot one, but you're five, eight and yeah. it doesn't look as projectable. So you either work harder than that kid and earn it, or you're not going to go to this school or like you don't throw hard enough. You know, yeah. you're, you're not good enough hitting. You batted 250 last year. Like he's straight, straightforward, you know, and what, same thing. He's the, He's always transparent with with us at work, with his players, with like, this is where, you know, this is the goal for us. This is what we need to do on a regular basis. You know, we, we have meetings. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he talks to uh, me on a regular basis about growing the, the business, getting better with our academy team, getting, you know, he, he taught me one really cool lesson too. Um, 
that really helped me with like my, you know, building our program and, and my hitting lessons. Um, he's basically said like, if it, the information's great, you can be smart, you can know all this stuff about hitting, but if a kid doesn't like to be around you, if a kid doesn't genuinely like, like you as a person and think you're cool and have a good relationship with you, he's not going to want to train with you. Yeah. And like, I'm the whole time, everything I had heard, like prior to that, I thought like, I gotta be the smartest guy. I gotta be the best hitting coach. And now this was like something that was like completely different. And, and I'd say from that moment on, I kind of realized like I need to invest more into the relationship side of it. Yeah. Not just me getting smarter at what I do, but invest, in the, yeah, invest in the relationships. Definitely. And it, and it works, you know, I, God, God bless him. And you know, it's everything that has happened in the last six months. We're slammed right now. I mean, yeah. I got hitters nonstop. I want to, before, day, before we get out of here, I do want to talk about I, the exciting news. You, you, I mean, you wrote, you told us in the group chat the other day, oh, yeah. the man, my guy, Manny Ramirez, baby. <laughs> what's Dude, up with this? What's oh, up with this man. Manny Ramirez sore, thing? Sore man? subject. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so no, no. So it's going to happen. It just hasn't happened yet. So, all right. So, Manny, for those who don't know, um, Manny legend. Ramirez, legend, yeah, legend, Boston Red Sox. I mean, he was World Series MVP, so he's pretty big time. Five hundred and I think fifty home runs, but who looked it up? Not me. Um, <laughs> so he had a lot of bombs, and he was, you know, a superstar. I work with his kid actually. I, I train his kid a um, little bit, couple like here and there um, for a few months now. And he was out in Australia, still playing. He's forty-seven. And he had just He's still playing. Yeah, he played pro ball in Australia. He wow. he just got back like a week ago, and he. So what Jake is talking about is um, a week back, he randomly showed up at the facility and, and literally came in, and uh, this it was so funny. He I'm in a meeting in this room with a a client. I did an assessment. He's in the other room talking to my partner for like ten minutes. They're talking, and Mike is like blowing up. My partner's blowing up my phone. He's like, "Dude, finish up with the assessment." Like, man, he's here. Man, he wants to talk to you. Like, I literally, I have like eight text messages. He's like, "Dude, he's not. He hurry, has to hurry. go. He has to go. You got. You gotta. You gotta come out here." So I don't see any of them. I I walk in the next room thinking whatever, and Manny Ramirez is right there, and I'm like. What's what's up, dude? What's going on? <laughs> he pulls out he pulls out his phone, and it's a video of him just hitting bombs in, in, in probe, like in a Red Sox uniform, hitting bombs. And he's like, he's like, look, look, I I want to do this again. I don't I don't really do this anymore. He's like, can you can you help me hit like this again? And I'm like cracking up, and I'm like, you want like. You, you need to teach me how to hit bombs. You want yeah. me to teach you how to, I'm like, you want to te me to teach you how to hit bombs? So long story short, he um he said he wants to work with me. And he uh, he actually had an oblique injury. That's why he um what came back from Australia. So he he got injured. He he ended up like uh, getting released from the Australian League. So he, he we were supposed to train this week, Monday. And he, um, he you know, he canceled on me. He said he needs like another week or two to recover. Hey, no, it's all good. It, he's getting oh, old, man. He's oh, old. Was, he's an old hard, dude. It was heartbreaking, but <laughs> Manny, don't don't leave me hanging, man. You better show up. All right, I'm I'm here. All right, I'm ready when you are. But Manny, I yeah, might fly down to see you. Know, I, I've talked to him. He actually came in like a few days ago again, and we talked. And uh, super humble dude, really nice guy. You know, his kid is a is a great How baseball. Old is kid? Uh, 17. Okay. <laughs> real good baseball player, real humble kid. Um, I love them. No, like I've met, I've met them a few times and he, good people. And you know, it's a, it's pretty cool. It's a blessing. You know, if I, that's a guy I looked up to and I admired as a baseball player and 
you know, hopefully we get to um, get in the cage in the next week or two and, and get after it. You know, that's, yeah, it was, it was surreal. Even, even if it never happens, like he, he came in here and asked you if you could teach he, him how to hit. He literally <laughs> pulled up his phone and like, we talked about his swing for like 10 minutes. Like he was asking my opinion on training on how to hit. And like, like I, the conversations are always the coolest for me. Like when we're in the cage and like something organic happens and like, we're just like locked in and we're talking baseball and we're talking hitting and like you, you, you have this like crazy conversation and yeah. it'll just like take its course. And like, that's kind of how it was. And we just started talking, hitting and started talking baseball. So it was cool, man. It was, it was something, you know, Tell, tell my kids one day that, you know, Manny, when I was a nobody, when I was, you know, just starting just out, started, man. Manny came in and, and we shot the shit. And, and it's just the beginning, man. It's yeah, just the yeah. Beginning. A lot of exciting stuff going on for sure. Tell me, uh, before we wrap up, uh, tell me what's next for you, man. And um, where, give me, tell me what's next for you. Like, what's the next goal? And to, if people, if people do, I'm going to have you, I'm going to have your social media and stuff all in the yeah, bio yeah, and everything. Yeah. But if people want to get a hold of you, contact you, so, um, give Matt, me all that. Matt on Instagram is, is really like my only form of social media that I use, but it's Matt Lopes Baseball, M-A-T-T-L-O-P-E-S, Lopes, not Lopez. Uh, <laughs> baseball, the Lopez, always, always <laughs> Matt Lopez. <laughs> but um, it's Matt Lopes Baseball and, uh, you know, I'm, I, I have the Instagram account. I'm pretty, um, pretty. Are heavy. you running that by yourself or do you have somebody else no, helping No, no, it's all me, man. That's impressive, man, because I'm like, God damn, bro, I can't even. <laughs> no, he, he's I've, posting I've, like every 20 minutes. I'm like, all right, yeah. I, mean, I just see a lot of videos. I'm not yeah, saying no, no, minutes, I do. I'm, I'm very active on it, and it's cool, man. It's um, I've been able to like monetize it somewhat, and it's it's brought me a lot of uh, attention for the the facility, um, for everything, man. Like it, it social media is a great. <laughs> I always like joke around, but like if you can find a following and and provide value, like you can sell anything you want on yeah, there. Like you can, and I I've I've spent probably like two, three years, like really, really building that page. And I'm about to have like 10,000 followers, which people have like a million or like 500,000. Hey man, we just got a hundred on, on the podcast. You know hey, what I'm saying? Hey, hey man, we got to start somewhere, baby. I, I literally, yeah, I'm about That's to have 10. Yeah, no, no, I, I feel like it is. I, I, I work, dude, I work. Bro, I feel like when you do it, when you do it for your set, when it's your shit, <laughs> like even a hundred followers to me, like on my page is like, I got a hundred followers from doing no, this podcast. Dude, I, and what? Like, and I didn't pay for followers. Like I literally like all, all I did was just put out content. Yeah. Like, that's really what it is. That's really I read is. Gary V's book, like, um, crushing it. And like, he like talks about just like force feeding, like, yeah, like yeah, force yeah. feeding. And like, sometimes I'm like, dude, like this is too much. But then, you know, I, it, it's gotten to the point where I have so many guys, I have so many hitters that and, yeah. I can, I can, I can be different and I can post all these different kids and dude, it, it helps them get recruited. Like they love it, man. Like they love, like, I've, and now that you've started it, you can't go back now. No, you have no, to keep I'm, going. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm all in on yeah. it, but it's cool, man. It's it, the page, you know, it, it gets talked about. Like it, it, my, my boss calls me an influencer. It's funny, but the player is like, they'll, they'll crush a baseball and they'll be like, yo, that's going on the page, right? Like that better be that better be on Matt Lowe's baseball later tonight. And I'm like, I got you, but you gotta do it again if you really want it on there. <laughs> you gotta be better. Yeah, man. Hey, this is awesome, bro. I yeah, appreciate man, you chatting with me, me, man. This is super me. cool. Uh, we're gonna wrap it up, but um, shit, man. We got. I want to take a round of BP, man. I, I want to oh, take a round of BP oh, for. We can get for, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll it's, for, it's for we'll live it content. Quick. It's we'll for get it content quick. for the for the page. You know what I'm saying? We'll get it real quick. We'll get it. You guys got any lefty tees? 
Lefty teases. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna troll all the guys in there. I'm gonna be like, <laughs> I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna go in there and be like, you guys got any lefty tees, lefty bats? No feel. <laughs> Yo, Lopes, I appreciate pleasure, you, man. man. It was a pleasure. This was cool. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. Thank you for coming in. And it's a wrap. Oh yeah, we're we, we recreating a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me what time we want to go. <laughs>